It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the actual uh, episode 53 of the Go Birds podcast, which I uh, didn't realize until after we recorded the last one. John Barchard, Elliot Shore Parks here with you. Thank you to all those that rate, subscribe, and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and like we keep saying, hit that follow button on Spotify because we're on there now. It's pretty sweet. Elliot, how you doing, buddy? It's interesting to hear you do the excited what's going on when the entire team is collapsing because of yeah, one article. Just, just one <laughs> article. And uh, I, I know they can't speak for him. I haven't actually talked to them. I just want to start this podcast by saying, I love you, Jimmy Kemsky. I love you, Matt Mullen. I don't blame you for anything. It is not their problem or their fault Well, <laughs> by any right. means. And uh, I think they got tagged in uh, social media from Joe there. And I'm sure we're going to, I mean, of course, we're going to talk about the article and things like that. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, look. It's like again, it's only one guy on the story. Not, I have no hard feelings toward Joe. I have no hard feelings towards anything. But it is. It's similar to like you know, if if you say something, it doesn't mean it's my opinion. I'm right. sure there'll be times where you'll yeah. distance yourself from my opinion. So you know, it is what it is. But look, I just it's a wild, wild it's crazy. week, man. It's crazy. Yeah, you just hey, it's a Pro Bowl. It's the Senior Bowls coming up this weekend. Then all of a sudden, um, and listen, we all know what's going on with Carson Wentz. We basically know the story. It's been skewered five different ways. You know, Joe was on the morning show on, uh, on 94 WIP. I don't think he helped himself uh, by going and doing right. that. I have no problem saying that. I talked to Joe afterwards because I know Joe. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think he made the quotes up. I've told him that on social media. I've told him to his face. I think the context and conclusions are pretty crazy. But to me, this is, uh, I still stand by kind of how I first reacted to this. Don't throw everything away. That's that's still how I What do feel. you mean, don't throw everything don't away? Don't just throw the quotes away. Quotes, I still think, are important. Now, whether... Well, it depends who's saying the quotes. Well, that's the other mystery. And I, I think that's one thing 
that and I don't I don't think Joe made it seem this way. I just think this is kind of like uh, how the story is interpreted. And I'll also say honestly, like from a personal perspective, having having written a story like I guess it was probably six years ago, five years ago now about Deshaun Jackson. Like yeah. I know what it's like to have a story go out there and then having what you wrote just end up it just doesn't matter really like the story yeah. takes on its own life right yes so like, clarify something for me because I, I don't think we've ever talked about this in general right. i remember reading that article when it happened and going there's he's not saying anything elliot didn't say anything in this other than he talked to you know the well that was the whatever, interesting thing it was about kind of tied to when chip kelly decided to heave ho and right i, I never understood that well that i was asked about jody i was asked by jody camera about it earlier this week yeah and uh it, it there's differences between that story and joe's story the, the similarities are just it's a huge story and it just explodes right, right. and you're the only one out there like sure. normally like let's say when the eagles signed Alshon jeffrey like maybe Josine anderson gets at first, but then everybody has it and everybody's reacting yes. to it. So the difference in this case is, and honestly, it's even one of those stories that's hard to aggregate. Like, it's really long. And so that's the thing with the Deshaun story. But um, just in terms of like, the Deshaun story is different from the Carson Wentz story in a, a number of ways. But the, the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but one of the main ways is, I didn't have almost any uh, unnamed sources in there. It was one, and then the rest of it was on the record comments from LAPD and just yeah. stuff like that, right? So that was one difference. But my, my point I'm making more is like, I can understand the story takes on a life of its own in this instance. And I think one thing that it's we should really separate from this story to what the narrative becomes is, unless I'm misremembering, and I've read it a few times, none of those quotes are attributed to players. Yeah. So this idea, so I don't, I'm not saying he didn't talk to a half dozen players. They don't sh- read like player quotes. Right. Well, and me. I think that's important to remember because like whatever Car- Carson's perception is in the locker room, right? Like a lot of, like people are attributing the quotes in there as if a player said it. And unless I'm again, I could be misremembering, but I don't believe a player said it. So, I just think uh and I'll ask you this too. What, what 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 was your initial gut reaction when you first saw the headline and when you first read it? Uh, so I was it I, was it did you think it was would you think this is complete bullshit or did you think okay we have something here? I didn't think it was complete bullshit, mm-hmm. but I also again the context and conclusions that it came to kind of skewed a lot of people's views and I think it skewed mine a little bit. I don't think that there is an issue with Carson Wentz going through. Uh, the locker room or that he's, you know, any of the headline grabbing things, the egotistical, whatever. Right. Um, I also just don't think it's people easily want to dismiss stuff like it's nothing like it's this guy's not credible. I would say there's an argument to to that or whatever, you know, so, because of I and, disagree with and, that and not in terms of because, oh, this guy's only in here so many times a week, and how did he get these? Not like that. I'm just saying he's not constantly in front of you. So who True, is this right. person someone, that's there? It, right. It, whereas if one of the regular beat reporters wrote it, I think it would be viewed differently. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like but, if you wrote it or Jimmy wrote it or somebody else would be like, okay, wait, there's something here because we know this guy. Let me say one thing before you move on. Sure. I do think it's funny, though, how be, let's say Joe wrote a story about Carson, mm-hmm. right? And it was a lot of quotes like, man, players in the locker room are saying Carson already looks like he's 100% healthy. Or yeah. like, man, players are saying, you know what? They love Nick Foles, but Carson really does have the leader of is that team and, and you know, everything's great. Nobody would say, oh, who the fuck is Joe? Why is he using, uh, why is he using <laughs> yeah. off the record quotes, yes. right? So the content of it is why people are mad. Like, yes. I agree with what you're saying about Joe. It just in the way that you're right. He's not a regular Eagle, Eagles reporter. He, for what it's worth, people listening, That Joe, doesn't bother me, though. No, no, like no, I'm I know. Saying, yeah. I know. I'm just saying the public perception. But I will 
say for what it's worth, I think Joe is probably down there once or twice a week. Maybe at least. Yeah, I'd right? say so. so. Yeah. But, but regardless, I think the content are, is why people are mad and feel the need to attack Joe. Like, if I the agree. story was positive, no one would be saying, what people would be doing is they'd be quote tweeting and putting like, oh, I told you guys, like, oh, Nick <laughs> Foles, huh? Right? That's what people would be doing. And that is why, again, my first thing was we don't want to hear news uh, throughout anything that is bad. Like, inherently, if it's bad, we want to go and defend it right. because, oh, you know, Carson's not this way. We don't, we don't, Especially about Carson. We don't know who Carson is, really. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, like, it's... I mean, what I, so, obviously, I've, you know, talking about the story all week, and people have asked me, like, I've covered Carson. Carson is one of the few athletes, since I've only been on the beat for, like, six years, yeah. seven years, where I've covered him from beginning to current, right? Like, I've been there every step of the way. And I like would say I know Carson, but I even I wouldn't say like, you know, I have a really good idea of who Carson is as a person. Like there's certain players in the locker room, like Brandon Graham's a perfect example. Very and and he's a little bit of a different situation because he's not the quarterback. Carson, his media is at the podium each week. Mm-hmm. He doesn't talk at the locker. He's not really in the locker room a ton by himself. And when he is, it's kind of like a you can't really go up to him thing. Not because of him, just because of how the PR staff handles it. So it's harder to get to know the quarterback. That being said, like when I first read the story, my initial reaction was two things. First was, man, this is going to be a big deal. Right? That was my first reaction. Yeah. Second reaction was like, wow, like people aren't making a big deal yet. Well, but right, well that <laughs> yeah, too, yeah, like yeah. but also I'm just like, man, like that's it's not really the Carson I've come to know to whatever mm-hmm. degree I've known him. Like the whole ego thing, like look, I do think Carson has a bigger ego than people think, and I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way, but like, you know, like he has his own like clothing line and yeah, it's for religious purposes, but he still has his own little clothing line. He does all yeah. these charity stuff, right? Like which are Making all great. Grilled cheese. It's the end right, of all yeah, of like that. Yeah. he I mean, and I'm not putting that in negative light. I just mean Carson does seem to enjoy the whole like n- not networking, like promoting himself, yeah, right? And he, yeah. and a lot of it's for good. So I'm just saying that Carson does have a little bit more of an ego than people want to realize. But what really just struck me was kind of like the selfish, doesn't listen to his own advice, uh, the Philadelphia Carson's line, that type of thing. Because I've just I've never gotten that that vibe. Even if you want to say people like Nick Moore, and you could convince me of that, that doesn't mean they dislike Carson. You know, yes, like, yes. so that's what kind of threw me off. Yeah. And that's, um, I, I think all of that, uh, throws people off there too. And, and even the term selfish, cause you and I were talking about this before right. we, we went on. What does that mean? Really? Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. In a negative context in this article, I know that that's a bad thing. He does but, not mean that kindly. But what is, what is he doing that is selfish? And that, that's part of the reason, look, like, you have to use off-the-record quotes for stories like this. Just mm-hmm. is what it is. Players, even if they weren't afraid of Carson, like the article insinuated, no player is going to come out and be like, man, Carson's selfish. It's like a Philadelphia <laughs> Carson's. Like, first of all, they have no reason yeah. to do that, right? right but right. like, So no one's going to do that. But the other issue is when you, when you have a story like this without specific examples, like, okay, Carson, someone said he was putting himself before the team. Well, now we're all left to speculate what that means. Carson is selfish. Well, how was he selfish, right? So to your point, like, Great. A lot of times, successful people in life have to be selfish. Carson didn't get to this point by not looking out for himself mm-hmm. at a certain degree. But we need to know what it is that's caused potentially people in the locker room to dislike him because of and it. And again, this is just me. Like, if they mean selfish in terms of you rush back from an injury, you had a healthy quarterback that won us a Super Bowl, and now you're making it about you instead of the team, which is right. going to be more beneficial just if you were to hang out just for a couple more weeks. Then your you know your spot is not lost, whatever whatever. 
fine, I, I guess, if that's what uh, would be a, a selfish Yeah, thing. I mean, I guess my guess would be maybe like the holding onto the ball and running around thing. Yeah. I mean, maybe, right? I mean, play. but yeah, again, sure. like that's that's the, and not a shot at Joe, but that's just with these type of articles, you're left to guess. You know, right. it's, it's kind of like when uh, Josina Anderson at ESPN had that report earlier in the year. Now, she had a little more specific examples in terms of she's throwing it to Ertz too much and blah, blah, blah. But again, we were s- sitting here left to guess, like, who is it? Why is this being said? Right. So that's the other thing, too, with Joe's article is a lot of the points he made are correct, but you didn't really need sources to confirm that. Right. Yeah. Like the offense runs better with Foles. Like statistically, it's pretty this much the same, but I think we can all agree just watching it, the offense looked better. With yeah, them. and that's been explained, too, and through, you know, Doug Peterson's backup quarterback eyes, he sees it the way Nick sees it, so maybe that's why it looks like it's it's moving better or whatever. Right. Um, I, the, the thing I don't really get through... A lot of, and I'm not. And by the way, this, I, if if any, I don't agree with the article. I just want to point that out. I'm just trying to dissect. But when you all say you don't stuff. agree, you mean like you don't agree? I don't agree that it's a if if it is this way by half a dozen players, which is a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. lot. That's a lot of players. Yeah. Uh, I it's it's again you're you're left guessing, and a lot of the stuff we already kind of knew. We knew that he was combative with Filippo, and not like in a nice, oh, they're challenging me and I'm challenging him. No, they probably fought. And, 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 and Reich has great. said it before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like that stuff we knew. We knew that he was rushing back. We knew that he was trying to, you know, be, be right. a big part of all of that. And that's why there's a large discussion on, again, that's why you move on from Nick Foles, whatever. It's, right. It's, it's not going to happen anymore. That's why, to me, like this is not going to be an issue. Even so, there's no shadow behind his back. I think that's a large part of it. If the ego and the selfishness is true, then you would also have to come to the conclusion that, yeah, Nick Foles being here, even though they're best friends, is going to bother you. And, and that's the Nick, the Nick Foles aspect of the article, to me, is another big part of this, right? Like People saying he's selfish, egotistical, like... Whatever. You know, I mean, even if players think that, like, fine, right? But the the one thing I do think he's that is an issue with this team, and I was thinking about this over the last few days especially, like, this has kind of been Nick's full, Nick Foles' team the last two years, yeah. right? Like, I mean, right. Carson obviously started for a large part of 2017 and, and 18, but all the memorable moments with this team have really been with Nick. Like, yeah. he's been the quarterback when the games have mattered the most. He's been there at the biggest stages. So even though Carson's been here, and someone tweeted me today, I called Carson the new quarterback, and they got mad about that, and that's probably fair. <laughs> but, like, in some ways, I mean, they are switching quarterbacks. Like, they're yeah. going back to Carson. So I do think one thing that's in that story, or at least the vibe I got from reading the story was like things do run seamlessly with Foles mm-hmm. and I think that's partially because Doug and Nick have had more reps in bigger moments together Carson and Carson and Doug haven't really played and coached you know tandem in a lot of big games I mean what's the biggest game they've been in like the Cowboys game this year I guess that they lost yeah, uh, right. I mean maybe I mean early on in 2017 maybe there were a few but like Obviously, Nick and Doug have you know been in playoff games, Super Bowls, end of season games that mattered a ton. So that is one thing. Like when you, when you go from Nick to back to Carson, like you're kind of taking a step back, just even in that regard, because you don't have those reps. Like if 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 Carson makes the playoffs this year, it'll be his first playoff start. Like mm-hmm. so, we'll be viewing that differently than it was if it was Nick. Oh, of course we will, and there and that's why like to a large degree, the things that we've talked about in the last couple of episodes of. What are we expecting for this next season is, I, I don't really know. I don't have a vibe for it, and right. I don't really know what to expect. It's just kind of, especially when bumps in the road to keep uh, like this keep coming up. I, I will say that this, 
you know, again, I'm just going to keep saying it. I don't the, the quotes didn't come from excuse me, didn't come from thin air. That's the thing that keeps bothering me about this. You can forget a, pretty much everything else. Yeah, but we also don't know who the quotes came from. Yeah, but but it's right. but it's you know, uh, and, and I that's, see your point, but like if we don't know come from somewhere. Yeah, they're coming from somewhere <laughs> and this is where you have to trust Joe to think that they're important enough people that they should matter. And th- this might not be popular, but I do think that it is I do too. from I, somebody in the organization. I that absolutely do too. Matters. That's so, what I think. Right, someone who's been yeah. I don't know currently working. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I agree that I, I think the quotes matter 100%. Yeah. And I think that, again, like when I'm in the locker room and I see the way people interact with Carson, I've never picked up on issues. That being said, a lot has happened to Carson over the last mm-hmm. two years. He went from being, you know, the toast of the town, number two overall pick, everything's going literally perfect in his life, to almost like possibly the worst string you could almost think of. Yeah. Tears ACL, backup wins the Super Bowl, he struggles at the beginning of the year, suffers a back injury, it happens again, right? So, it would be understandable if Carson was a little agitated. And it's also worth pointing out for those that might not want to trust Joe, the uh, Marcus Hayes article, and I, you know, I think this is like a joint report with other reporters for that, that staff, said that they had heard that also that Carson was not, you know, like he was agitated. Maybe I forget the exact wording, but similar to what Joe was saying in terms of yeah. he was agitated behind the scenes, I guess. Yeah, and that's, that is something to keep an eye on. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden he's going to turn into, as I said on Twitter, Ryan Leaf, and then right. be all about him and blame everybody and throw everybody under the bus and whatever. Like, but I it kind of is all happens. about him. Let's be honest here. But it, it, that's, <laughs> and, and it is. Listen, you are the second overall pick. You are uh, a guy that was in the MVP race in your second year. You led this team to, uh, you know, to the playoffs, and Nick Foles kind of took it over from there and whatever. Like it, sh- it should be. You were by, you know, I mean, even though it's your agents and friends filling out the ballots for the NFL top one hundred and whatever, that still matters. Players, I mean, you're the number. You were voted the number three most important player in the NFL. Number three best player. Best player. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the NFL, like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a little bit of that, and I'm sure. If people saw that going into this season, um, the veteran guys that are around there, that maybe maybe they're not right as friendly with Carson Wentz, and they're seeing like, dude, come like, come on, man, like we gotta we gotta get another Super Bowl to win. What are you doing with all? Well, this and that's the thing too. Like they've already won a Super Bowl, so like the narrative isn't so much now like they got to win the Super Bowl. The narrative is like. Okay. Do Carson's got to stay healthy. Right. And be do, good. Do, do they pick Foles or Carson? <laughs> yeah. Okay. If it's Carson, he has to be really good. Like, all eyes are on Carson. Again, and that's when I say this story, whether you believe it or not, and not you, but I mean, the, the listener. Sure. It matters because guess what? Week three, they're, they're one and one and they're losing that game. And, you know, there's a sign of frustration. You don't think people are going to bring this up? Right? Yeah, like, exactly. So that's why these stories, like, I mean, seriously, think about it, right? That ESPN report from Josine Anderson talked about throwing Ertz too much. We still talk about that. And that was one of the first times that was brought up, if I remember correctly. I don't think that was a huge narrative prior to then. So, like, these reports do And then do Mike stick. Quick said it on the broadcast, and then it just kept continuing Right, on. Yeah, yeah, right. So, like, this is going to be a thing. And uh, this is why I think going into next year, like, it's, it's absolutely a huge year for Carson for a lot of reasons. But also, like, living up to Nick Foles' shadow and stepping into, like, what he was doing is not going to be easy. I mean, Foles is... A god in this city. Everyone loves him. He he's had the benefit of like kind of piggybacking off of Carson's work. Like, mm-hmm. and what Carson no, has, I wouldn't even say kind of. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, well. 2018, Carson didn't help yeah, too yeah. much, right? right? But yes, obviously 2017. But like going into this year, 
what Carson has to accomplish is harder than what Nick did. Mm-hmm. He has to take the team from training camp into the playoffs, something Nick didn't have to do. He has to win win probably his first playoff game. I mean, fair or not, if Carson if they make the playoffs this year, or God forbid they don't, but like if he if they make the playoffs this year and he loses that game, you don't think people are gonna be bringing up foals? John Ritchie's uh, creepily watching us do this right now. So nice. I, I think he's. I think he likes your neck hair. He's just breathing. I think he just likes Look my hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, you're right, though. I mean, well, like wait, one last oh, thing. Yeah, what and is it? The second Super Bowl is a lot harder to win than the first. Absolutely. So, so, so Carson's task now with a new window now too, probably right. With new players. Well, then yeah. that then that's the thing. People have asked: Is the Eagles' windows? Cl- is it closing? Is it opened? Whatever. It's it's closed and now it's yes. reopened with Carson. Right, it's exactly. a new window. It's, it's a, a new, brand team. new one. Right. So the idea that what Carson has to do is a lot harder than what Nick did. Uh, and uh, I, to your point, it, what if this story? I, I wonder what people's perception would be if this story came out right after New Orleans. If if the worst defeat ever, he looked like shit. And this story comes out then, as opposed to like, oh, they had a nice little playoff run. Right. What, are, are we as receptive to that or not? I think we are yeah. questioning this a lot more and we're giving it more more life. We're breathing more life into it when things are bad. Oh, 100%. And things are good and you're trying to make a bad thing during a good time. Well, but are things good though? That's the question. Like right now, obviously like the Saints was the low point of like the last three years of this team. Yeah. But like, are things good right now with Carson? I mean, he ended the season on the bench. His back is injured. There was a report he'll be ready by April, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Like, so I wouldn't. Ar- I would argue things are not good with Carson right now. No, with Car- but with the team overall, things are good. With the fan base, yeah, it's that's, good. It's that's, better that's than what it was. I'm yeah, with yeah. I, and the other the other difference is during the season. I mean, Carson would have had to talk about it. Yeah, and we'd all be in exactly. the locker room, right? So, um, I also think it's a little interesting. Just you know, like no one has cooperate like has come out and also reported what Joe did. Yeah, yeah, which is, and that, to me, that's what the most telling part about this is. Um, I think, um, and I can't believe I'm actually going to agree with Marcus Hayes, the 40-minute thing to notify the Eagles that you're going to go do this right. is garbage. Like, that's that's stupid. Give them a full day. Give yeah. them the whole story, because who cares at that point? No one's, who else is going to pick that up and run with it? Like, right, is there yeah, a secret it's source not like anybody. Be uh, I yeah. think that's ridiculous. I think the way that the the players responded so quickly to it like Fletcher didn't have to come out and just say that well what do you think of that like how much credence do you how much like weight do you put into that a little i mean not a i i know what i think i know where you're going it's right. like well that of course doesn't mean what, that they, they, what else are they going to say and i agree that right. you have to question that too but it was just how quickly people responded to it like within within less than two hours, you had five players on the right. record going, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" You know, time out and hold on. And shout out to our uh, our sister podcast here in this cluster. And if you're not subscribed to the Zero F's Given podcast, missing out. I don't know what you're doing. They sat down with Roddy McLeod. I mean, come on, man! Like like everybody's saying, you know, Donald Trump's favorite line: "Fake news." Like you, like everybody in the building knows that. I didn't even entertain it. Somebody asked me yesterday. I think it was in the morning time. Like, you see the news? I'm like, no. Nah, what and they're like yeah Carson story I've read like first sentence and said come on is this like you know like I, I know what type of guy Carson is um we all do I feel like around here in Philadelphia and for someone to um kind of uh try to shame his name in that way uh 
you know, it just doesn't sit right, and it, and it doesn't make sense. So, uh, And they have a full interview with that, which is pretty interesting as they yeah. got into that. He came out and denied it right away. Also has some nice little Saints drops in there Did he? as well with the ski mask and everything in there, too. So make sure to do that. But, like, that to me says – the response time says more to me than the actual, like – people coming out Agreed. normally it would be like well, hey guys you know a day later it, maybe then maybe then you should start but it was immediate it's it was also immediate. Inter- it's also interesting that um in today's like media landscape like off the record quotes mean more than that right yeah, i mean right. right like so let's say like and i don't even honestly even disagree with that like i do think a player can be more honest as a guy that deals with players every day as a guy that's in the locker room like let's be honest here most quotes are bullshit right like yeah. so I mean, so for them to come out and tweet it is certainly positive. I mean, like Nate Sudfeld coming out and doing it, he's not a guy that tweets a lot. On his notes. On his notes. Power move, by the way. (laughs) Power move. Uh, Nick hasn't said anything. Yeah. (laughs) But that's what I'm saying, because then it becomes that issue. Who's not saying something? How come Alshon hasn't said anything? How come Jason Peters hasn't said anything? Malcolm didn't say something until last night, or whatever it was. Yeah, And now he's been on the record twice saying, you know, and that's kind of turning into, I don't like that part of it either. Like, everybody's trying to make it a witch hunt. It's like, who's the snitch? Oh, it must be Nelson Aguilar, that little bitch, or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, calm down. Like, you don't have to respond. And I... Saying things to respond to something that isn't true usually just lends it more well, that's other credibility, thing too, anyway, right? Like, you know? so you know, it's they they start to tweet about it. Like, and that was one of the interesting thing about the stories at first. Like, so I see it, I see Joe wrote it, and I'm like, wow, this is a big deal. So yeah. I write like my five thoughts on it and what I thought about it, and I publish it, and then I'm looking around and I'm like. You know, a lot of other writers aren't writing about this. And like (laughs) a lot of other people in general aren't really talking about it. So you're right. I mean, the players start to tweet about it and then it becomes a bigger deal. But again, like my overarching theme is the people, people didn't want to believe this initially because the most terrifying, the most terrifying thing in Philadelphia sports is Carson Wentz is not a franchise quarterback. It's a bigger deal than anything with the Phillies, whoever the Flyers are, who cares? Like, (laughs) I mean, obviously Joel Embiid's important, but if Carson is not a franchise quarterback, that decimates a city more than anything else. So whenever anybody criticizes him, it's met with immediate pushback. Well, and now that makes it even harder with stuff like this. So like I get pissed because I go, well, and this is a little silly, but it's the off season, so right. who cares? I, I I see this, and then I go, well, that limits my ability to have a rational conversation with people about what Carson Wentz is and isn't. And I'm a supporter of that, well, no matter what. And now it's just no matter what. Now it's it's we were doing fine. Like I thought, right. the whole entire fan base was in a great spot where you could be like, okay, let's be a little more objective about what's going on here. Yeah, you and I have disagreed on some things, and I think that was healthy. Now. Right. Now it's we have to defend well, Carson at right. all costs, and no matter what, uh, it's it's frustrating. You can't like, you can't that. say anything negative about Carson right yeah. now. You yeah, can't. you can't. Like, you really just can't. Like you know, even just I remember when I when I tweeted out at one point saying like it was during the playoffs. I said, "Man, you look at all these young quarterbacks getting reps, and the fact Carson isn't is a big deal." And, and, and that was correct. And that's Carson what, came out and said it himself, right? <laughs> but like, but you, fuck you, Elliot. Right? You yeah. can just you can't you can't criticize Carson, and I think that's why this was kind of the perfect storm of like. Everyone didn't want to believe it, and again, I don't know if you should believe it or not, right? Like, I don't know who his sources are. I don't, right? right? The, that the the Carson depicted in that story is not the Carson I've seen. But the other thing I keep thinking too is when all this Chip Kelly was, stuff was happening, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, everyone hates Chip. Everyone hates Chip in the locker room. I knew multiple guys that didn't hate Chip. The fact is, in the locker room, like, I, all right, each reporter has pe- has people they're just more friendly with, right? More guys you talk to, and 
like the people I know don't dislike Carson. That doesn't mean right. that the six players Joe talked to do like him. But that does. But what people shouldn't do then is view this as a wide, wide-ranging issue. Just like Chip was unfairly painted as everyone hating him, that wasn't the case. Not everyone feels this way about Carson. And I would, in my opinion, from being around the team, say if anyone does feel this way about Carson, it's the small majority of the team. You know, maybe it might only literally be only those half dozen players. Yeah, it's pretty interesting too because a lot of those guys that you know, I mean. Uh, access to grind for certain reasons. I'm sure if you went right. to, <laughs> to Trent Cole and been like, what do you think of Chip? Yeah, fuck that guy. You know, right, Jason Chip, Peters, DeMarco but, Murray, right. You, you talked to Todd Harriman's and, and the rest of the like, yeah, I didn't have a problem with Chip at all. Right. It was just, you know, and, and he was the first one that got cut and losing talent and all that other stuff. And I, don't just, th- I don't think Evan Mathis liked them. Of course he <laughs> yeah, they hated each other. Evan's right, been yeah. on the record on that. Um, yeah. But uh, that's, not everyone's going to get along. And duh, you know, like, Right. Uh, of course. Of course. Not everyone's going to like Carson Wentz, which is hard to believe because we all like him and he's the superstar and the shining bright. But I'm sure there's people that don't like Nick Foles. I don't know how. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how, but I'm sure there's well, one guy and, in that building that's like, eh, whatever. And it's probably Carson. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, G Cobb made, had a really good article this morning on his yeah. website, gcobb.com. And, it, and I think Ike has made really good points of this as well and John mm-hmm. Ritchie because it's interesting to hear a former player's perspective. And his point was basically like, it's easy for everyone to like Foles because he he doesn't have the weight of the team having to win. He doesn't have to push players. Carson, like we just said, this is all about Carson now. If if the Eagles go eleven and five next year, it really will be the Philadelphia Carson's going eleven and five. Sure. If they go seven and nine, it's the Philadelphia Carson's, right? So Carson has the weight on him of having to go into a season and being like, "Yo, like Alshon, you're not running the route correctly. Like you need to fix yourself, right?" And what G was basically saying was, it's hard for franchise quarterbacks to be liked because of those reasons. They get mm-hmm. paid more, they get treated, you know, they, they get credits for the wins, that type of thing. So I think that's a little bit of what happened in this article. And just think about um you know just think about from what was it the the last Vikings game of the season playing the Bears with Kirk Cousins literally trying to show uh, Adam Thielen how to run right. a route. Yep, exactly. You think he's going to Adam's going to go and have like nice things to say about Kirk after that? Fuck no. Right. Did stop telling me to do my job. Like this isn't your team. Yeah, I, you know all, all that. That's and it also just bound shows, to happen. Yeah, it also shows like how winning's the ultimate deodorant. It is. Right? It is because like when he he was eleven and two, two thousand seventeen. Even Nick winning the Super Bowl couldn't lead this out. Right. He goes five and six or six or seven, whatever he ended up going. I think it was five and six. And uh, now this is out here. Yes. So yeah, yeah, and and look, there's gonna be a. Um, it's so funny because this week I've been prepping for like crazy. Be like, all right, Senior, senior Bowl. Bowl yeah. We're gonna have some great guests. On. And yeah, you came in and said, let's talk Senior Bowl. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and you're you're starting to like, all right, I'm starting to get back on the tape a little bit. And um, and it's just like, this is kind of taking over the week. And uh, it's, Yeah, it's I don't think I could name a, singer, a single player in the Senior Bowl right now. Uh, I just haven't had that chance. So you tell me. who. Uh, we'll have a few minutes of well, Senior Bowl talk. I, I just say, the, the, uh, the one guy that I think is getting the most buzz right now is Daylon Brown. And that's from Texas A&M. Uh, it's he just had a couple of individual drills. It's raining today. Recording this, yeah, on they're not uh, practicing Wednesday, but uh, yesterday he was just bull rushing the hell out of everybody. That's somebody from I always keep in a in a in a incredibly uh, strong eye on the guys that did the Shrine Week and then yep. got invited to the Senior Bowl. And there's two guys that have been. Uh, doing that down there, Daylon's one of them, and they—I mean—he's talked to every single team. Eagles are included in that. Uh-huh. Big butt. I like big butts. You know, I mean, John it's just cannot lie. A lot, a lot of power. In what those about uh, Montez Sweat? 
Montez Sweat has been, uh, first of all, his medical team. I saw, I saw some Twitter, Good t- Lord. Some Twitter uh, videos of him practicing that seemed to be, get people excited. Yeah. I mean, 6'6", six, six, what was the wingspan of 84 and a half inches? And just right. like built perfectly uh, to, uh, to you know, go kill quarterbacks. Um, he's a... Uh, He's a little he's a little twitchy, I, I think. And there's how's again, the butt? Smaller butt. It's not as it's not as good. There we so, go. Um, he's he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on for sure. I know there's kind of um, Simmons and a couple of other people that I know that are right in that same category, and people don't like uh, Montez. Well, we're gonna do. I think uh, you tell me. I I mean Jack's great on his counterpoint thing, but. I think we need to bring the name test. Well, that's what I was just thinking. Like to the main pod and they, have a full they, show of that. Yeah, agreed. We'll have to bring Jack in here. Here's a question: <laughs> Can both Josh Sweat and Montez Sweat succeed on the Eagles? A double sweat. Well, see, he was not a Josh Sweat guy in the name test. Right. I feel like it's one of those things. Montez, where bo- though, it's much stronger than Josh. Right. Oh, like, right. Yeah. But is that his real name? That's his yeah. nickname. Okay. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's his real name. But the question is, I don't know if both can succeed. Like. I just find it hard to believe that they'll they'll have like all types of like you know two sweats they'll be doing well. I feel like it'll have to be one or the other. I feel like drafting Montez Sweat basically means Josh Sweat's not going to succeed. <laughs> well, that's yeah, my take on it sweat. as of right now. Yeah. Oh, uh, you uh, you were right, Shaquan. Still, Shaquan still Montez a strong sweat. name, bet much better than Josh. And it's uh, yeah syncopated too. You know, I don't know why he's not going to that. Whatever that means. You know, together bah, oh, bah, bah, <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a rhythm. Alliteration is more. I think was I meant to say on that. There you so. go. Um, Another quick draft note yes, before we wrap yes. things up. So everyone's been saying on number 25, who will they take? And I think defensive line's pretty strong guess. But I thought it was interesting that Howie called this draft historic mm-hmm. at that position. Everyone's like, oh, well, they're taking a defensive lineman. <laughs> he called it historic that last year at running back, they didn't take any. Yeah. yeah so, well, I mean, you know, I think Howie's the well, master. Two different at, values there, too. Yeah, well, obviously, right. There's, <laughs> yeah, right. That's very true. But I just mean, it, I thought that was interesting. Like, uh, Howie's the master of going up there and basically right. lying about what he's going to say. That's a great point. It's going to be a lineman, though, in my opinion, offense or defense. Yeah, and the, the thing that drives me nuts about that, too, is just he said that he said something similar in in 16, going into 16, and was it? I'm going to trade that up was, for Paxton Lynch. That was the Sheldon Rankins. <laughs> Sheldon Rankins draft, I think. Well, 16 was Carson Wentz. Yeah, I'm just trying oh, okay, to think right. of like you know, like hey, there's a lot of and they uh, and I remember freaking out because I was like, what? Then why? Why'd you take Isaac Salmalu? Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like go 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 grab one of those guys. You're an idiot. It ended up working out okay though. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, uh, Elliot, thank you. As always, a, it was fun. It was enjoy. I enjoyed talking about this article a little bit from a different perspective. Too. Yeah, it was a good talk. It's nice. And uh, uh, welcome your comments at Go Birds Pod on the reviews wherever you're listening. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Follow that button on the old Spotify, and uh, we'll have more as we gear up for Pro Bowl, Super Bowl week, and I don't know. There's a Pro discuss. Bowl. <laughs> yeah, get re- get ready for the some Nick Foles game. Come on, let's make some noise. Come on. Uh, <laughs> for Ellie Shore Parks, I'm John Barcher. This is officially Go Birds number 53, right here, at Radio.com, Sports Radio 94 WIP. We'll see you guys.